Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 246. And away we go. Rachel, get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. I'm a more breaker. Strict plan ain't your boy. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 246 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty, joined, as always, Marcus Schwann. Mark, what's going on, buddy? How you been? It's just, you know, we, we've been on so many episodes together. It just, you refuse to acknowledge me by my regular name. What's that? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I had a good week. You refuse like- to acknowledge me as the Hollywood assassin, your favorite actor, Mark Schwann. That's my name. That's not your name. It is my name. What's going on? How's your, how's your week been? Week's been pretty good, man. It actually flew by, truth be told. Okay. Been very busy with, you know, rehearsal for my play, uh, putting the work in, starting a new business. I've uh, been auditioning. So it's been a pretty busy week. I've noticed for a while now, I'm not sure if it's the pandemic or what the fuck's going on, but the days don't go by quickly. This past week, I have to say it has for me. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. The days yeah. don't feel like they go by quickly, but when I look back, the week just flew by. Like yeah. it, was, it was my birthday last week, so it's weird how the days don't go by fast. But looking back, time just flies by. I'm like, how's how's that happen? Yeah, usually it's March. Yeah, it's almost a year since this shit's going down, huh? I know, man. March 11th. It's, that's when the world ended for me, at least. March 7th, the last time I shaved, because it was the uh, last show we went to. BWF's. Last show, March 7th. It's been a year since we've seen indie wrestling. Well, you. I went to BCW's anniversary show. I did that. That's right. Whatever, Mark. You're cooler than me, okay? I am cooler than you because what happened that day? What happened that day? Rick Recon went on to advance in the Grad Dragon Train. Uh, in the Grad Dragon. Dra- I can't speak. Can't say, Grand huh? Dragon Championship Tournament. And- a, I mean, in your defense, that's a hard name to say. It was hard to say. It was hard to say. I, I'm, I'm drunk off sushi right now. And we crowned the first ever BCW Tag Team Champions, Dominic De Niro and Chris Barton, my boys. It was a very big night for Satsujin. Surprised you remember anything. Last time I checked, you were drunkenly stumbling on the boardwalk. Well, it was a very big night. Putty, I had to celebrate. I, I went a little bit hard. You went a lot hard. <laughs> I, I was pretty extra that night. I'm not going to lie. But it was worth it. It was worth it. Do you see indie wrestling coming back anytime soon? Like, are we going to go back to BWF, BCW coming back anytime soon? What the, what the, I think they're saying, like, July or August, right? Yeah, it's looking like summer. It looks like indie wrestling will be making a comeback, at least uh, the promotions that we've done business with. Uh, I know Titan, is, it's coming up very soon. It's coming in, uh, I think, the next couple of weeks. And oh, great. They, great. BWF's coming back just in time for this brutal summer. Oh, it's so hot in there during the summer. You always find a way to complain, buddy. You always find a negative and everything. Yes, but job. I, I look, to, I I look to see the – you just got to break that cycle, man. You just got to break it. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm so used to it. Glass half empty. 
Go to Atlantic City. Grab a brownie. Oh, man, I'm dying to go to Atlantic City just to get away. <laughs> get the oxygen pumping. We should take a trip. A shower wrestling trip down Atlantic City. Let's go, buddy. Let's go. Let's go. When I get my fucking uh, stimulus check, let's do this. <laughs> when I get my vaccine, I'm down to go. Oh, man, I can't wait. Oh, so I, I, uh, over the weekend, I checked online. There's a college here by me that's open to only local residents. And wouldn't you know, Mark, the whole month of April was wide open. Stop. I don't believe you. So I'm like, oh, this is too good to be true. I don't know where this college is. So, so I Googled it. How's the parking situation? What's going on? I'm like, all right, it's not that far. Worst, worst comes worse. I'll just uh, take a cab because I hate parking. And once you know, Mark, I secured myself an appointment for the vaccine, right? Okay. You have to fill out a couple pages of questions. Did that. Go to finalize everything. Boom. Site crashes. Can't get back in. Oh, no. The next day, next day, I go back in and everything's taken. Nothing's, uh, nothing's been open since. So fucking close. So close, Marcus. I'm going to call you almost from now on. Yeah. Mark, oh, speaking of road trips, you want to take a road trip up to the boondocks upstate, the boonies? Because there's so many appointments available in Rochester, oh, Albany, Buffalo. Bimington. Oh Bimington, everyone's going to. Hey, Buffalo, my brother lives up there. I, I'm, I'm down to take a trip up there. See my brother get a vaccination shot. Let's go. Unbelievable. Road trip sucks up there. I'll tell you that. Oh, I can't imagine. I've done that drive. Especially in the winter? Miserable. Miserable. Although summer, I have to say, it's pretty nice up there. Is it? It actually, dude, the sun stays up till about like 10 o'clock at night. It's crazy. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, awesome. Maybe we'll talk more about this off air. Okay. Okay. And actually, actually, like, there's a train right by me, right? The Amtrak. It does take you up there for, I think, like 60 bucks, something like that. That's not bad. Yeah. So we can pregame too. Pregame. We do drink some... on there. I think there's a bar in there too. We do some shots on our way to the shots. I've I've been curious about taking that train. I'm not gonna lie. It's gotta be cool. It beats driving. Hell yeah. My brother took a train to Boston not that long ago. And he had some sort of like mileage points saved up or whatever it was. So he had like and of course no one's really traveling these days too much. So he had the entire like first class cart all to himself. Oh, that's nice. I'm like, that's got to be the way. Not only because it's all the space and quiet, but there's nobody breathing on you. I have an actor friend who's, um, so he he booked like three different movies before this pandemic. And then they all decided to get green light, uh, green light to go all around the same time. He's filming in different parts of the country, oh, all back to back to back. So he was telling me when he was traveling, he's traveling during this pandemic, these different parts of the country and how the planes were packed. Yeah, he was, like, getting idea over it. It was it's insane. It's insane. I was like, oh man, I think it's, it's a blessing that you had, but man, I I I don't I don't want that. <laughs> but someone's on some sort of show. I forgot what show I was watching, but they're saying planes are probably the safest place to go because of their filtration system. Yeah, I don't know. So like, can we get the filtration system everywhere else? Can we? Yeah, right. Jesus, you know my my wife is a teacher. You know what her uh, her filtration system is? No, what? She has to crack the window open. Damn. Even during the winter. Does she have AC? It's been, it's been a bad winter. Does she have AC or heat in her classroom? Nope. That sucks. And she's in a pretty wealthy school district. I'm not going to say the name of it, but it's just insane. My high school had central heat, central air conditioning. I didn't really think too much of it, but then I heard that that's not the normal case. That's not the norm. Most of these the schools don't have central heat or air conditioning. It, it tends to be like the school districts that are like tend to be like the better school districts. I remember um, the school I went to was on the higher end as far as like the, the wealth of the town and whatnot. And 
we we didn't have like heat or or air really well that's nice i think the way it goes don't quote me on this i i think with like um the better schools tend to be not in the better areas of of, uh, in the better towns because i think of state funding to get appropriate to like those types of neighborhoods i believe i'm not too sure that's mark schwan quote him josh golden globes you're an actor that's something you watched okay you want to talk about this i'll do i'll talk about this so I am not watching the awards this year. Do you usually? I usually do. Okay. I usually vote on it for the SAG Awards. Just because of the fact of this, it, I, this is for an exception for TV. I feel like TV like, puts some really good quality shit out there. And I, and I think the awards definitely need to keep, keep going for that. But for movies this year, should not have happened. Because what movies are out there? A lot, it, a lot of movies came out. Not a lot. But like on the streaming not, services, yeah. Not a whole lot, not not like you know how it normally would be. Oh, of course not. But uh, that's enough, what I'm saying. I'm curious but what like, the Oscar nominations are going to be like. But like you know, I've I've seen a, a good chunk of these movies. I, I think one of them would could be a contender in a normal year, but some of these movies, not so much. Is that like not Borat so one? Borat was good, but the, it won. That, like, that was that was that was for a comedy though. That, think, that in that category. Do you think it would have won on a normal year? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, just because of the balls it took to do a film like that. But you know, I'm not even talking about that. I, I think, honestly, like I'd be pissed if I was an actor and won this year because it's pretty much luck of the draw. Like, hey, we just so happened to, like, you know, uh, the timing of the movie was just right, whatever, yada, yada, because a lot of movies shut down or they didn't get released because of this pandemic. You know, I didn't necessarily go against the very best. I won just out of pure luck of just things out of my control. I, I would, I would not accept the award, personally. I was like really thinking about that. Yeah, you would. I wouldn't. You put your I really heart and soul into this project. You did, you busted your ass for this project. You recognize. I I thrive on competition. I do. Anyway, Mark, enough of this. Can we get into the news? Sure. It's time for in the news. Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Putty. So it looks like Bobby Lashley made some headlines winning the WWE title on Raw. He had an interview with Complex Magazine where he spoke about the future of the Hurt Business. Apparently, they're looking into the possibility of adding a woman to their faction. Now, they have some names on their shortlist there. Who do you think could be on that list? Who would you think could benefit from joining the Hurt Business? Woman? Woman. They, they want a woman. I know there's been rumors of Naomi for a while and because she wasn't doing much, which would be great right. to see because she's underutilized right now. But she, now she's in this thing, team with Lana. So I'm not too sure, man. There's so many names that you could think of. Do you bring up someone from NXT that's not doing that anything? That could be a possibility, too. And I don't see Ember Moon coming back. You're doing Simone Johnson? Could it be? <laughs> I'm willing to bet my life that it is not that. <laughs> One can dream, buddy. One can dream. So I'm not too sure. Who do you think, Mark? I mean, there's not that many names I can think of that would fit into the group. Do you have anybody offhand? I mean, Tamina Snooki comes to mind, but you know she's she's on SmackDown. Yeah. Right, so that's that's out, obviously. 
Uh, I'm trying to think who's on that roster. It, you know, really the big the, the biggest one I could really think of is Naomi, just because of the fact that she's with Lana. It really doesn't mean anything. I mean, look what happened with uh, with Cedric Alexander, right? You know, he was a face. He was a baby face, like diehard baby face. And next thing you know, like, you know, MVP got into his ear. And, and uh, you know, eventually we saw him turn to be a part of the, of the hurt business. You know, so you can't write off Naomi right off the bat. You know, if anything, her teaming with Lana could be leading to her maybe turning heel and joining with her, uh, with her business. But, you know, with the way it's going right now, would you call the hurt business even a heel faction anymore? I mean, they're, they're getting a lot of praise and kudos here. Talk to a friend of mine about that, um, because Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Business are heels. Yeah, um, they have gotten some heel reaction on the Thunderdome. You see a lot of people are putting the thumbs down on the video screen, and of course they're getting right. booed by piped in audio. But going back, I I wonder if there are if there was audiences around. I'm assuming there would be heels now because just just the reactions online, including myself and you, talking about it on the show. We're we're behind Bobby Lashley. We're behind this. Behind it, and, and just like. You know, if you want to talk about representation, you know, it, it really is awesome to see. Like, you know, the, someone pointed out to me just like the diversity of champions right now that WWE has. Yeah. And I, I think that's phenomenal. Like, and I think it's great to see, too, like the fact that that wasn't on the forefront of my mind, actually. It's just the way they just subtly have done it. They, they didn't make an overly big deal about it. It's, this is something that I should just be like, oh, this is a thing. It, it, it's natural, you know? And I think it's cool, and, and you see it in social media, you know, the, the, the tribute of like the black champions. Yeah. Only four, yeah. only four black men have been WWE champion. That's insane. That's insane. And I didn't Rock's, realize. Rock's only half black. And, and half. I, I mean, he's still black, but yeah. like, they just just the fact that you put put that number out there, I mean, it just, it's mind blown. And you see all these these stats and these tributes, and you can't help but feel like feel that love you know feel feel like damn that's awesome good for you and uh i remember the, talking about this in the beginning of the summer when bobby Lashley first team with uh, mvp i remember talking about it on the show i'm like mark you know uh can't believe i'm gonna say this but i'm gonna my takedown of the week is um bobby lashley like, right. am, I, am i really digging bobby lashley and then from there just snowballed ever since his feud with drew mcintyre in the summer for the championship and the Hurt Business just took off. Hurt Business is in an amazing faction. And I talked to a friend of mine, too. It's just, remember when we also talked about this on the show? There was rumors of MVP and Bobby Lashley reforming the Nation of Domination. Yes. And obviously, they did not go that route. They went this route, which is way better. I'm so happy they went this route. Because also, I don't see it as a black faction. I no. just see it as, as a faction. Race has nothing to do with it. And I think that makes it even better. Which going back to our question before about, you know, a, a female being part of the hurt business, you know, right away we went, we went to Naomi because, uh, you know, there seems to be the signal that this might be a, just a, a black faction. But I think it is more than that. I think it would be, int- it would be interesting if they maybe want about if they did bring a woman, uh, someone that's not black, maybe someone's mixed, someone's uh, Latino, maybe someone Japanese or even, a, you know, even a white girl. You know, it, it really... It really depends. It just depends who fits that mold of like, you know, who who can be part of the Hurt Business, you know, that, that brand. Because it is a brand. You look at them, they, they look like GQ, <laughs> you know? And not going based on her race, but Naomi does fit perfectly there. I can see Naomi rocking out with the sharp dressed coming out. Because Naomi is a badass. 
Yeah, that's I what it is. I think would just fit perfectly in. You just you just group. touched it right there. They're, they are all badass, and they they're they also have what's in common is the fact that they've been overlooked yep. a lot of them for a long ass time. You know, kind of like how the New Day was actually. You know, a uh, different brand, of course, but you know, all three men were overlooked until they came together, and they're, now they're the, they're the hottest thing going. Basically, yeah. Even even separate, but the Hurt Faction. Again, different style, but yet I think the same effect. And if they were to add a woman, I think that would be incredibly unique. I've been saying for the last five years of the show, what I love about factions is when they come together and they just dominate a show and they win all the belts. You know, Which is what I, I love about I, Evolution, I, that iconic scene of them on the ramp, Triple H being the world champion, Randy Orton, IC champion, and Batista, Ric Flair, tag team champions. So I would love to see MVP get better once he's healed and him win maybe the, back the United States championship. And you throw a woman in the mix. She gets a woman raw wins championship. I actually like what he's doing. He's got that, that hybrid role. He's like the coach, the player, player coach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I dig it. But you know who came to mind just now, actually putty. I, mean, I fit that description of someone that's a badass, that has style that's kind of being overlooked. You know, you know what I'm thinking of right now. Who's on raw, by the way, Charlotte flair. Like you always do. No, no, no. Mia Yim. I can see that. Even though she's with Reckoning, but uh, with uh, the Retribution, excuse me. Keep in mind, uh, I mean, Mustafa. Mustafa. Not Mustafa, excuse me. Mustafa is not necessarily treating his crew very well. Yeah, what's going on with that? He keeps on lashing out on them every week. You know, and she's not really being used much. I mean, that could be something. How do you put Mia Yim? behind a mask you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's beyond me and you know i think honestly you know we talked about how awesome Yim was in nxt and then going to this and you know taking away her name in, I, what's her name is it reckoning reckoning yeah it is reckoning okay and uh you see the fact that i didn't even ask that like, i mean she's getting so lost in the shuffle there about, like two or three matches right right and she could be doing so much more now yeah. imagine her I, I think this is how you save her character. This is how you save Mia Yim to, to work with the Hurt business. I think that would be money. I think that would be a great that. fit. I'm down for that. Save me. I'm Mia Yim. It'll, tell, it'll tell a story. Yeah. Just save her. She's doing nothing, man. She's floundering. And then, and then, and then, and then imagine this, man. Say they bring some real shit into this. You know, Keith Lee. It's no, it's no, it's no secret. The relationship that Keith Lee has with Mia with Mia Yim. Yep. Now imagine imagine that type of rivalry. Keith Lee with the Hurt business. You know, yo, you why why are you recruiting my wife or my uh, my fiance? What are you doing here? You never know, Mark. Sky's the limit. I think, I think that'd be very interesting. I think that's that would be money. So, so someone who uh, I remember hearing a lot of good things about in NXT, who has done absolutely nothing. I think she's on vacation off the face of the earth. I just looked up on the app, the roster. Uh, Vanessa Bourne? That was another name I was kind of thinking of. She was rumored to actually be part of Retribution. Yeah, remember I remember that. that. She was, I think she was part of one of the segments. Right. Or during the hoods. Lucky for her, she wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> one of the names I came up with was uh, someone I was a big fan of during the, uh, Raw Underground, Brianna Brandy, but now she's being paired up with, I think, Swerve on NXT, so I don't think she's available. Right. But yeah, me, yeah, I think it would be an amazing asset to uh, the Hurt business. 
It will be great. And, and you know, plus, I mean, we really are talking about it as if this is going to happen in the near future. It may not happen in the near future. You know, like, you know, I've heard named Tamina before. Who's saying she doesn't get redrafted to Raw or whatever, and, and, and that winds up being a thing? We, we don't know. What's cool, this, what's cool is that they don't need a woman either. Like, they're just they don't they're doing as fantastic as they are, and but a woman just adds so much to it. Another dimension. It, it would be really cool, unique to have. And the fact is that the fact that he's talking about it, it has like a short list that they do have a short list of women that, that they would like to have on that crew. It means it could happen. There's a good chance it could happen. Who would you like to see join the Hurt Business? Hit us up on our social medias. I'm curious to see what your opinions are. Mm-hmm. Okay, buddy. So moving on. So as we know in the news, in the regular news, the mainstream media, as some people call it, the states are loosening up restrictions throughout the country. Texas and Mississippi, and now as of today, West Virginia, are now completely, completely, I should say, lifting the mask mandate and declaring themselves 110% open. Assholes. Assholes. Now, some other... Assholes. Some other states are uh, are kind of following suit, but a, a slower process. But they they are lifting some restrictions, New York included. Could we see wrestling hitting the road sooner rather than later? Is it time now, buddy? No, no, fuck that. Imagine <laughs> you're a boxer, okay, and you have Muhammad Ali on the ropes. Yeah, and instead of throwing the knockout punch, you back up, give him a chance to breathe. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. That's, That's what these fucking it. schmucks, these fucking rednecks are doing. It's Isn't not. It? It's not just rednecks, though. I, it, the rednecks, I agree. I meant rednecks, as in Republicans. They're completely open, but like you just said, New York is loosening restrictions too, and we have loosening. We yes. have our own strain. We have our own strain yeah. going on. We can definitely loosen the restri- Definitely loosen it. I mean, I'm not saying lock down completely. Loosen it. Yes, more people are indoor dining. Fantastic. Not a hundred percent. Open the movie theaters. Fine. Twenty five percent. That's fantastic. Keep the masks. But fucking Texas is opening up 100% everything. No no restrictions, no masks, no nothing. I'm like, okay, y'all are going to fuck it up for us. Yeah. I mean, they, they really are. That was my first thought, too, is that they're going to fuck it up for everyone. Uh, I really can't wait to get my vaccine because now at this point, I, I just want to save myself. <laughs> yeah, even if they're not like 100% effective, at least it would give me some sort of peace of mind. Right, or at the very least, with the Johnson and Johnson one, I'm not going to wind up in a hospital yeah. dead if I get the thing. You know, it's just fucking nuts, man. No, don't. We talked about this. Like it seems like we talk about this every couple of weeks because some idiot says, "Oh, we're opening." No, no, please, no, no, no. Now, I agree with you, buddy. Now, what do you think is actually going to happen, though? Do you see AEW or WWE actually consider like, all right, you know, maybe we can start touring a little bit? I said this, I think last summer, I could see something happening around SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, already it's going to technically happen uh, with WrestleMania. You know, they're going to be at Raymond James Stadium, a limited capacity. But, you know, what happens after that? That, That's the thing. So my insight is I'm curious to see what happens with SummerSlam. Um, Now, President's saying every American could get a vaccine by end of, well, there's enough to vaccinate people by May. Getting an appointment is oh, a fucking really? different story, Mark. Like we talked before, the show yeah, starts. Exactly. So really, like, people are not going to get really the vaccine going until probably end of summer. 
I can see them doing some sort of crowds, not fully packed in. Would you go? No. Can I tell you something? I ran a survey on a on a shot of wrestling on our Twitter, and uh, I asked the fans. I, I put it up to them. If WWE and AEW start traveling again, hosting live crowds, would you attend? 65% said yes. I was kind of shocked by that one. Yeah, me too. But also, it's not... 65%. Well, again, we'll, we'll all be, a lot of us will be vaccinated. You know, so maybe I could see it, but it's not, it's not going to be... That's like, as of right now. That's, I'm not saying, hey, when we're all vaccinated. That I'm talking about right now. Like tomorrow? People are... Like people would go, sixty-five percent of people would say yes, I will go tomorrow, right now. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. But again, a lot of people still think Trump won the election. He's going to get inaugurated on the fourth, which didn't happen. But that was just a ruse. Now it's like the tw- the tenth. Here's the thing, buddy. Here's what I'm getting. So people at. are crazy out there. I agree with you, but here's the thing. You know, businesses they look at money. So if we just if we just ran a survey or or a poll, if you will, with uh, with our limited following that we have. Now imagine what WWE or AEW does with the, with their finances. Who actually have like you know whole groups and, and focus groups? Excuse me, where they where they do these type of studies to see to look at the numbers. Hey, is this worth doing? If sixty five percent of our following answered yes to this, true. Uh, imagine what what they're going to get. But again, going back that, to AEW though, like they don't need to travel because they're out fucking side. And, and, and they already have fans already. They gain fans, but they can, they can get more when they travel around. That, that's the thing. Uh, too soon. And, and like same with WWE, they, they're they're well, but, uh, they're ready to go. Isn't like Florida also opening up 100? percent So they could pack, technically pack that fucking daily place. Not, not yet. Not yet. I haven't heard Florida yet doing that. But oh, I'm coming. sure like you know, with, it's coming. You know, as I just said, like you know, we we record as our loyal fans know we record on Fridays. And uh, just today, West Virginia, they said they're open. So it, it's only a matter of time before more states say we're open. I, I can imagine Florida being next, maybe Oklahoma, Louisiana said they'll, uh, I honestly think they're 100%, but it's pretty damn close. Uh, so I can see more and more states following suit. So, I mean, at that point, Again, you know, WWE and AEW might be licking their chops like, hey, man, it's time to go. You have Chris Jericho. You know, tweeting out, hey, time to open up 100%. Medusa saying, amen, brother. Let's open up. Well, Chris Jericho also donated to Donald Trump's campaign. So you right, know how but, his I'm views on everything. Saying. It's just, no. You got to have, you have, you have, to, have to have the like scientists, people saying, don't do this. Don't. They, uh, too soon. Again, maybe wait till the summer. Wait till more people get the vaccine. Wait till there's enough vaccines to get more. Instead of waiting three months for a vaccine, maybe I can wait a week. It's just wait till the vaccines get more out there. What they call it, herd immunity. Then you can start talking about traveling. You have a good, get, you guys you. have a good thing going here. I'm with you. Daily place, fantastic. The Thunderdome, wherever it's going to be in the next couple months, fantastic. I'm it's, with you 1,000. percent I just don't necessarily trust uh, Vince and Tony Khan to, to listen to that type of logic. I, I think they're going to look at numbers. I think they're going to look at at uh, but again, they don't, also they don't, I, and I, I think they're going to. I, I think they may listen to that instead. They don't need it either because aren't they making hand over fist in money? They're not losing money here. It's not like they need. Uh, we need to fucking make up the money. We need. We need money. No, this WWE made God how many billions of dollars last quarter? No rush. Take your time. Just relax. Because not only you put your fans in danger, you're going to put your fucking performers at danger, and you don't want that. Mm. 
That's a that's a good point. I wonder how the performers feel because you know I, I rattled off Chris Jericho and Medusa. And Medusa is not really competing for AEW. Chris Jericho is, um, but you know I, I can imagine some others might be feeling the same way, not necessarily being as vocal as Chris Jericho is about it. I, I really wonder, you know, what is the split in the locker room as far as like, hey, we should go or hey, we should stay. Yeah, I really wonder. I wonder too. But also, they 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 need to compete for a paycheck. Exactly. So they're not going to say shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I hear what you say before about Chris Jericho with with like you know his support for Trump and and for some of the statements that he's made on Twitter. I don't I don't agree with it at all. But goddamn, he's so good at what he does. Like when oh, I yeah, watch man. him, like, I I I forget all about that. <laughs> it's just yeah, so like as we I, should. Right. Watch wrestling. Forget about everything, and that's what we're supposed to do. I didn't say right. that he's a Trump supporter as a like negative comment. I just said he he supports Trump. No wonder he's for traveling again. It wasn't, right. it wasn't a right. negative right. connotation. I I mean, Chris Jericho was awesome, but I see why he wants to travel again because he is in that mindset of well, just get back to normal. Right. Right. I mean, it's Neanderthal-like thinking, you know. Um, yeah. To quote one of our uh, one of our leaders right now, but moving on though, buddy. So Paul White made his debut in AEW Dynamite, and he broke some groundbreaking news. He mentioned that uh, a Hall of Fame worthy level of talent will be debuting at AEW Revolution. Tony Khan confirmed the news that it will be a major star signing a multi year contract. Who could this person be, buddy? Who is AW bringing on board now? And is it enough? Because it seems like you know Tony Khan was on a on uh, was on Impact with that advertisement saying you know his alliance with Impact and and New Japan for wrestling. It's us versus them. Obviously, a shot at WWE. It seems like he's putting out he's playing chess right now. He's got a chessboard out there, and he's he's lining up the pieces just right. Is this next star? Could this be the thing that you know to put the place in for checkmate, or at least even a check? No, again, WWE. No, because also, so I I missed when he said Hall of Fame worthy. I missed that part, but I did catch. It's not who you think it is. It's not who you think it is, right? So of course, everybody first think it's CM Punk, Brock Lesnar. I didn't think Brock Lesnar. So those two names first came to mind. So obviously, it's not them because it's not who you think it is. It's not who you think it is. Then right. Kurt Angle's being named, being thrown around, but he's but in the Hall of Fame. He's in a Hall of Fame. Is he in? Doesn't mean he's not Hall of Fame in like other Hall of Fames. No, he, he he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. He, they're, they're, but Big he Show the, said, "Is he in the pro?" I said, "He's a Hall of Fame worthy." Yeah, but he's not. Talent. He's not in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. But then, of course, I hear my boy Christian, and uh, I, most people are saying Christian signed. But of course, I heard today some people are saying he's not signed. So it could be Christian. Wait, they're, talking, they're talking about this to be like a groundbreaking thing. Yeah. Tony Khan drop hints saying that it's his favorite wrestler. No names uh, I mentioned are groundbreaking. No names I've mentioned are going to be worthy. All the names I mentioned are past their prime. So what's like CM Punk and Brock Lesnar are groundbreaking. That, that would be pretty damn big. Uh, initially, at one point, I thought maybe it's a woman, but Tony also, Khan, Brock Lesnar, Tony Khan said today quickly, it's it's definitely a guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, true. Brock Lesnar also like wrestles three, four times a year. Sure. Not but because still, WWE lets him, but he, that's what he wants to do. It's a marquee name. I just don't, I just don't see it. I just feel like whoever's going to be announced is going to be a, a letdown. Okay. It's going to be a letdown. 
Who, who, what, okay, how do I phrase this? Who would they have to sign? Would it just be one talent or be multiple talents for, for even them to get to that point where, like, hey, WWE, we have your check right now. You're moved. It's not going to be guys in their late 40s, early 50s. No, I'm asking, like, what, what move would they have to make? Or would it be multiple moves? Probably multiple moves. I'm not thinking about that because that's way above my pay grade. I just think it's not going to be signing of a one big name. Didn't work for Sting. Think- Didn't work for the big show. It's not going to work for Brock Lesnar. It's not going to work for CM Punk. Well, CM Punk, he has a cult following. But it's not going to work for Christian. It's not going to be Kurt Angle. It's got to be somebody. And I'm saying it's going to be a letdown. I think Big Show was, was, we talked about this before, about being a shock factor when he was signed. That that was a huge shocking thing. Everyone was like, whoa, whoa, Big Show to AEW, blah, blah, blah. It's big. Yeah, you know, it, it had buzz going about AEW, which is great. You know, you had the online social media buzz, had people tuning in. Uh, they increased their ratings uh, by two hundred thousand. There's just shy of a million this past week, and I and I think them dropping this news. They already had a pretty decent card going into Sunday. Apparently, they also have another surprise being a sixth uh, person uh, in that ladder match that they have. Oh wow! Uh, okay. But it's, it's it's not necessarily the surprise uh, signing. That's not something completely separate. Uh, I, I think they're doing an interesting job here, whether it's going to be a letdown or not, as far as bringing, again, more eyes to the product. I, I think having a, making a statement like this, uh, having this announcement, is going to be generating a lot of buzz, generating a lot of intrigue. And I think it's actually going to keep more eyes open. Maybe you have more orders than normal for a pay-per-view. Reminds me of Impact Slammiversary. Oh, we had a big name coming, a former world champion's coming. I'm like, all right, so you have, you have this X amount of people on the list. And it turned out to be Eric Young. All right, that makes sense. did that recently, yeah. Wasn't huge name. Wasn't a huge impact. It was some impact player coming home who was underutilized in WE. It, I felt like it was a letdown. I just feel like this is going to be a letdown as well. There's so much know. hype. The, the There's way nothing they're, the, that can equal the hype. The, the way they're talking about it, right? It is saying it is a major star. So, unless, unless like somebody, world champion, unless somebody they, from they, fucking they, Japan, who no name from Japan, I don't know anybody from Japan. Unless some some big name from Japan or Germany or England, I'm like, okay. I'm really trying to think like who who's not signed, whose contract is like kind of up. You know, I mean. Would it be Batista? I mean, would it be John Cena? Would it, would it be The Rock? I mean, the John Cena, The Rock, groundbreaking, game changer. Yeah, those would WWE. be those would be well worth the hype. <laughs> WWE checkmate, I would say. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm gonna uh, don't know, man. This ain't multi year, man. I, so it's also making me think it, maybe it's someone in their 30s, not necessarily in their 40s. They're making this a big deal, dude. I, I don't. I, I, I for one, I, I hope it's not let down. I really hope like this is it lives up to the hype because like AEW could use that boost. You know, we talked about before about you know the rating is kind of staying between the seven hundred to nine thousand nine hundred thousands consistently. They haven't broken that million that million barrier yet, and I you know I think they are maybe a couple pieces away from that being the case for for them to hit over a million consistently. If they have the star power to back it up, I think that'd be awesome. But at the same time, I, can't be in someone I, old. I, I I agree with you. I, I I think they are more than one piece away from this. Like you know, translating this to football, you know, talk about the New York Jets. 
how you know a lot of a lot of people, a lot of fans, you know, want Jets to take a quarterback with their second overall pick, or or to try or try to sell the farm for Deshaun Watson. Mind you, we are not a quarterback away from being a winning team. I don't think the AEW is a, a one wrestler away from being a dominant promotion in the wrestling industry. I think you might have really lost. Don't. I think you might have lost some listeners here. You said you weren't talking about football, right? Then you're talking about the Jets. Uh, you got to pick a side. Don't be a dick. You know what I'm talking about. That's magic thing about retiring. That's sad. Is it really? Yeah. Who do you think it's going to be? Let us know on social media. By the time this show posts, we'll know who it is. So don't do we'll that. We'll know who it is. Yeah, don't do that. But, uh, buddy, that's all I have for the news. Uh, do you have anything else before I move oh, on? Oh, yeah, just a quick question. For the last, like, three weeks, you've been saying how, oh, AEW hasn't cracked a million million viewers yet. What, what do they got to do to crack a million viewers? Well, you make me sound like Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I got to work on it. I'm working on it. That's off. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm Mark Schwann. But now with the rumor of NXT moving to a different night, do you think that will help NXT viewers crack a million? Now, here's the thing. I didn't want to touch on this. I saw that was a rumor. Uh, I don't necessarily want to discuss rumors until it's true. Um, okay, but, but if it is true, do you think it'll help them you, crack a million? Since you brought it up, yeah, I think it could actually. Because they, it's not like they're too far away from cracking a million. You know, they're, they're always kind of like flirting with it. With NXT going to Tuesdays, so if, if that is uh, indeed the day they're going to move to, or if they're being moved at all, uh, yeah, that could be tremendous for AEW, and I think it'll be tremendous for NXT if they move to Tuesdays. The biggest thing that's going to hurt is Impact. Yeah. Um, unless, unless, hear me out. You know, AEW Impact they seem to have some sort of partnership going. Unless you know AEW tries to boost something there with with Impact. You know, I'll see that happening. It could be, you know, again, Tony Khan's thrown out there, there's us versus them. Uh, it will be interesting to see, you know, it, it makes me think even further, like, all right, why are they teaming up with Impact? They didn't necessarily have to do this. Did they hear rumblings before about maybe NXT moving to Tuesday? I don't know. But, yeah, I think it could help AEW for sure. Who there's knows? no wrestling on Thursdays. I mean, move to Thursday. But also Thursdays is famous for being a packed, stacked night of TV, so... Do you want to compete with the big shows on Thursday, the must-see TV shows? Who knows? But, buddy, moving on, I do have another interview I have to tease here. In Hollywood's Corner, my next guest name is pending. Name pending. Vicious Vicky. Buddy, play the clip. So yeah. what was the biggest takeaway, you know, coming back home from the performance center? I mean, you were there for how long? Four days. Four days? Yeah. Four days. It's not just like when you say four days, it's not like four days. You're there for like four days, like nonstop, I'm sure, of training and, and yep. there were wrestling promos, learning the business and whatnot. So like, you know, you walk away, you're going back home. What was the, like the one thing that just stays with you as far as the aha moment that I got to apply to my game here? Um, there was a lot of things, actually. Um just having confidence and knowing who you're like, what your gimmick is. Because at the time when I went, the vicious Vicky you see now wasn't really born yet. No. So I still was rocking the blue and the, the vest. And, you know, like I wasn't what I am right now. So um, I remember the biggest thing I remember little, like little thing was when I had my tryout match. And when I came to the ring, I heard Norman Smiley whispering to someone else. What's the gimmick? when I came out and I'm like, okay, 
not in a bad way just like trying to figure out like okay what's the gimmick you know what i mean like what what is she and it just didn't i didn't have it yet funny can you believe vicious vicky felt at one point you know she didn't have she wasn't as confident as she is today i, I you know i can't even picture that but here she was i mean yeah i listened to the whole interview where she talks about her whole experience there at the performance center that was just uh, a small snippet of it she definitely learned a lot over there she talks about her breakup with Nico Ricos. she opened Did up she? about that uh yeah i was actually surprised she did and talked a whole lot more about her transition from ballet to champion she talked about how she feels about intergender wrestling a lot of cool stuff awesome interview with vicious vicky it was great catching up with her she's amazing nothing but love her she's awesome good friend of the show she's great you're one to watch in 2021 and i think uh the sky's the limit for her Again, I mean, she's pretty young, too, and she's already got a trial for WWE. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sky is the limit for her, man. Like I said, she's my one to watch for 2021. I'm sticking to it, man. Doubling down. Doubling down, if anything. So that will be available Tuesday on our YouTube page, Shot of Wrestling No A, Hollywood Show, name pending. Hollywood's Corner. Name pending. We'll figure it out. It's not name pending. It's three shows in. It's a thing. Yeah, we can still say his name. Anyway, Mark, we had a great week of wrestling this week, so let's get right into the TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Mark, like, like I just mentioned, I don't know about you, but I thought this week from beginning to end, a lot of good stuff happened, so I'm curious to see what your takedown was. Yeah, I'm a little torn on this uh, between Raw and AEW, honestly, but, you know, I think I'm going to lean to Raw because of something my wife said about it my wife is not a wrestling fan by any means necessary i mean she's she's really like you know when it's when i have it on she's scrolling through her phone could give two shits about what's on tv but then randy orton and alexa bliss had their segment right and of course it was creepy weird unique original i was digging it especially like you know never really seen like you know this version of randy orton where he's uh I guess we would say possessed, right? Or like a another dimension of uh, the, the version of Randy Orton. I, I don't even know, but was that Randy Orton or was it the de- uh, the fiend taking the shape of Randy Orton? Right. So again, unique. But then I see my wife, right? The cell phone slowly going down. Her eyes are she glued to the TV. If she was intrigued, and she even said, "Well, I definitely want to know more what's going on here." <laughs> And that's when I knew. That's when I knew. Raw segments like this, they do a good job of you know catching just an everyday viewer, not necessarily a hardcore wrestling fan, but you know to bring it. That's how you bring in a new audience when you do a compelling storyline like that. Like, hey, what, what's going on here? That was cool. You know, I, and I remember, like, you know, back in the Attitude Era, they they got a lot of new fans by doing shit like that. But you know, having intriguing storylines. And, and, you know, game people to stop and think, hey, well, what is this? what's going on there? They ask the wrestling fans, oh, well, you see what's going on here. Stone Cold, blah, blah, blah. He hits boss, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's shit like that. And that's how you get new wrestling fans. Not necessarily by the action in the ring, by, like, you know, you know, people doing this, all these acrobatic moves. You might be like, oohs and ahs for a second, but you don't necessarily get them coming back for more. Nope. And, and, I, and I think that was so cool to watch. And that automatically, I mean, I feel like that has to be my takedown of the week. But with that being said, Putty, I want to ask you, um, you know, obviously I think we're going to see Bray Wyatt, the Fiend versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. 
it looks like you know this foreshadowing possibly kind of what we saw last year bray wyatt versus john cena that firefly funhouse match it was cinematic uh it was unique and interesting some might call it not a match but yeah. still pretty cool still like stole the show in my opinion how do you think that's going to work with a live crowd though this year i don't see it working with a live crowd can they even do that do they have to do something different there unless it's all backstage stuff but again live crowd yeah but you- you just watch it on the screen, like the backstage segment. It's just like, okay. So it's kind of like the boiler room match. Uh, yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Undertaker versus Mankind. But like, that was a different time. Do you feel like that would work today? If, if that match, Undertaker, Mankind, boiler room match, SummerSlam, uh, what year was it? 96? Don't know offhand. Sounds about right. But, but and I think me and you can both agree that was a cool match to watch at that time, you know, at home on TV. I don't necessarily know if that match would hold up today, if that happened in a live crowd today. I think this one would. Everyone's Google Gaga over The Fiend. Right now, doing his best work he's ever done in his career. So, and it's, not, it's only going to be a handful of fans. I think it will work. I think it's doable. Would it be like a great idea to do? No, but it's doable. It's making me wonder more and more once they have more of a live crowd going. Like, how is necessarily The Fiend? And Alexa Bliss, the stuff that they do, how is it going to work? Because we've oh, seen them in a live crowd, but like not necessarily to a full extent of what they're doing now. Now it's like it's been really cool, but I wonder if like did it get too cool the fact that now they have to bring it back down a few notches. I'm saying WWE's taking full advantage of no crowd by editing and pre-tape stuff. They're doing a fantastic job with it. When crowds come back, is it going to be backstage stuff, or it's going to hurt? But, like, you remember uh, AJ Styles' Undertaker Boneyard match was the main event of night one. Right. So, unless this is going to be, like, the main event of night one, where they just, instead of throwing it to the fans, they just end the night and we see it, who's watching it on TV? I think they'll get booed out of the arena, though. There's going to be no audio. People, fans are just watching it. Here's the main event. They'll watch it now or watch it later. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see, man. I'm curious to see. I, I think that, like, it's not completely out of the norm for them to do still cool shit live. You know, or, Undertaker, I mean, he was a mystical character. In front of a live crowd, he did some cool shit. Same with Kane. Yeah. You know, so, like, I don't understand that, man. Or I mean, they could like, do they start the match in the, in, their, in their ring, and then they go fight backstage, catch mm-hmm. the breath, relax, maybe get, drink some water, get a snack, show up pre-tape stuff, and then come back to the ring. Yeah, it's got to end in the ring. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. There's some ways to do we'll see it. what happens. I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, we were able to trust creative back then for them to do it because they're really on top of their game. Now, creative, lots of critiques because they're not necessarily consistent. No, but they're so, doing they, they've been doing a bang up job with this storyline. Yeah, in the year of taking full advantage of pre tape this and pre tape that, I think they'll do a great job. I hope so, man, because I am all in on this storyline, and I think this is a storyline that definitely, as I said before. Can, can bring in new audiences especially like you know that horror genre i mean it's huge it's got cult horror has a cult following in film by itself yeah. and i and i think this this with this component in wrestling i think to bring in some new audiences a new crowd and possibly for them to stay so let's see putty what about you what was your takedown again there's so much to talk about this week man i think every show was great a couple weeks ago after the elimination chamber we went live mark Live on we pod, did. we did a live show. It was a bust. 
tech wise it was a bust yeah it was our fault so next time hopefully it'll be better <laughs> but we talked about the elimination chamber which left me not too much time to talk about impact or nxt and what i want to talk about nxt was the debut of somebody who i'm a huge fan of the next week great promo the following great promo this week made his tv debut l a night i had that in my notes as well E, Lie, Drake was one of the names that sucked me in right away. I fell in love with this guy. His catchphrases, his promos. I think Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, as he is known by now, is the best talker in the business. WWE, Impact, NXT, MLW, Indies. Nobody compares to L.A. Knight. I can't say his name without doing the whole pointing thing either. <laughs> I could see yeah, that. You can see that. So I was so happy he signed with NXT. Um, not a, big fan, a huge fan of the name. I'd rather be Eli Knight, but okay, whatever. He's making it work. It's already catchy. He's doing a good job as far as like, see what I mean, what you're doing. I mean, you're using the same cadence as he is. I can see people giving him shit for it because not only is he a, he is a great talker, but he's obviously influenced by Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's the same cadence. It's the same meter as Stone Cold was in, during the whole what phase. It's funny, and you know, I wasn't even thinking that. Oh. You know, I, and I, I, I watched this promo. Um, I thought it was a fire promo, and I, I have to agree with you right now. Uh, I, I'm, I have to say, full disclosure, don't know much about Eli Drake. I've heard the name. Uh, I, I don't really know anything about him, his wrestling style, or what he's done beforehand. Don't know. Don't care really right now because yeah. it's, it's not about yes, no, no, seriously, it's not about yesterday, it's about today. No, yeah, like, you could have done a great job yesterday, but it was all about what you do for me today, right now. And right now, you know, he's making a big statement on on NXT, uh, already leaving an impression because I have to say, you know, NXT was kind of hit or miss for me this week. But LA and I, I got to say, I had the same reaction as my wife did watching Orton and Bliss. Phone was coming down, eyes glued on the TV. Yep. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? I'm, I, I'm buying. He just sucks you thing. in. He just sucks sucked me you in. in. Yeah. Suck me in. That was a great great promo one of the best promos i've heard in a long long time especially from someone making a debut and, and let me promotion. talk to you he was it, it's just, uh, i mean i could talk all the, night about la night the moxie the confidence now now putty i mean i was going to ask you about this I, I had him on my notes i know you know who eli drake is i know you followed his career he he spoke a big game i'm buying into it but does he have with yes. to be the yes. guy on NXT. Absolutely. Hands down. Total package. Are they doing him right? Yeah. He's got a great look. Great look. He can talk. He's, again, I will say this until I'm blue in the face, the best talker in the business. When I saw him, blew me away. Blew me away. And it, you know who he reminded me of, actually? Stone Cold didn't come to mind. Fuck Stone Cold. When I was watching this guy, I was thinking Ric Flair. Really? I was thinking Ric Flair. In what I, sense? Just like, in the sense that, you know, He's got he's got a cool style. It's very modern, very you know, very stylish. Yeah, sleek, cool. Uh, the confidence behind his voice, the bravado. You know, he just you know talking himself up to be like you know the man on there, and you believe it. You believe every word that he's saying. Uh, it, it's a show. You're entertained and you're buying in at the same time. It really reminded me of Ric Flair. I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying that he had the same woo. For those that didn't see it, but he had his own style too. It, it just, I don't know, it brought me back to like early flair. 
one of my favorite wrestling weekends was when me and Green Man went to Bound for Glory here in New York City. And um, the first and only Impact t-shirt I bought was Eli Drake's. I was going to wear it tonight, but I totally forgot about it. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. But uh, I'm so excited about this. Very excited about his future. I think he can destroy it on NXT. I think he'll be one of the faces of NXT. But going to the main roster, I'm worried about it. Oh, no, really? See, okay, here's the thing. I love the talent in NXT, man. I really do. They, they have some they have some class act talent over there. It's grade A, man. All these guys and girls, they can go. But as far as the moxie, as far as the charisma value to it, as far as the character, as far as the entertainment, listen, again, as I admit, full disclosure, I have never seen Eli Drake compete in a ring, aka LA Knight. Never seen him compete in a ring. I only know his reputation. And I, I, it was my first time laying eyes on him, seeing that promo. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, it doesn't necessarily matter what he can do in the ring or not. You know, he talks about he, he's, he's, a, he's a ground-based style. It's nothing flashy, uh, which I dig. And I think that could work for, his, for him, for his wrestling style. But, you know, a guy with that, with that character, a guy with that charisma, he's got that, what do people call it? That it factor? Absolutely. He's got it. He's got it 1,000%. And, and I think a guy like that could easily make a name for himself on Raw SmackDown the way that any NXT superstar that came in and they flopped, I think it would do quite the opposite. I think he's going to skyrocket. If he's not that great in the ring, neither was John Cena. But his neither Mike, was John Cena, his, neither was The Rock, yeah. neither was Stone Cold. It was his char- charisma, his promos, his, their mic skills that sucked people in. And they, they L.A. Made you Knight you know. can do it better than anybody right now in the business. Also, I got to give props. I hate to say this. Seamus Drew McIntyre was a great match. Oh, it was. They, they had good chemistry. They had, they had damn good chemistry in there. As well as Finn Balor and uh, Roderick Strong. Main event of NXT. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, dude, if we're going to give some love to people, man, I, I said I was, if I was torn between Raw and AEW, I have to give it up. Man, I had little to no expectations for this match for being a thing. But, man... All four people in that ring stepped it up. I'm giving love to Shaq, Jade Cargill, Cody Rhodes, and Red Velvet, man. Did you watch that match? Yes, I did. Were you as surprised as I am? No. Did, you, did the match do anything for you, or, or did, did you think it was going to be good? Pat McAfee blew me away. Okay. Pat so, McAfee, yeah, yeah, blew everyone away. So when I'm seeing Shaq, I'm not expecting Pat McAfee stuff. No. So Pat, uh, Shaq is nearly 50. He's huge, seven foot six. He's not very mobile. He's not very athletic. But what he did in that ring was very impressive for what he did. He didn't, do, he did. he didn't do anything flashy. He barely did anything, really. He did a couple knees, a couple punches, a couple chops, he, and that, that power bomb, which Carter Rhodes no sold, which pissed me off. He got right, who 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 gets right back up for the power bomb? That was a big ass power bomb too. Especially for someone who's seven foot six, Cody Rhodes gets right back up. What the fuck is Cody Rhodes? Shaq really was towering. Did, did you yeah. see it with that one camera angle, like the, yep. the main camera shot? Yep. And Shaq was a little bit too close to the middle. It was actually blocking the action. <laughs> yeah, because he was getting in place for the table spot, but the referee was telling him, you're blocking the camera angle. Yeah. So, I mean. The big-ass motherfucker, man. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it too much because I don't want people to think I'm an asshole, but, like, he didn't really surprise me in the fact that he did such a great job, but he did a great job for Shaquille O'Neal. And that's – that dude – that's what I mean. I'm not necessarily yeah. saying, oh, my God, Shaquille O'Neal signed him to a long-term yeah. deal. They do phenomenal athlete. Was, I am not saying that. For what he, but what I, 
Yeah, what I'm great. seeing is, like, you know, I had the bar so so low, like you know, to the point where I could just like, I don't even have to lift my feet over the bar. You know, like that that's how low I had. And for, for what that, he but, and for what he did, it was like, okay, this is standard Shaq stuff, standard huge man, celebrity stuff. Knee, taking the t- punch, taking slap. the table bump though. And that's when he won me over. I'm like, holy shit. That's amazing. His he, facial he, expressions were spot on, too. He mean, he mean, I mean, not that I know anything, but he didn't mean look like he took it right. Like, he just, all his weight landed on his ass. Like, he didn't put oh, the pants down. He didn't put the elbows down. He landed ass first. He did. He did. Um, and, dude, I think the real stars of that, we talk a lot about Shaq because we had no expectation of him. I have to say the real stars of that match, though, Jay Cargill and Red Velvet, I wanted to hear your opinion on that because I read reviews and I heard a couple people say that they were not too impressed by them. How? I don't know. I I mean, how? I have no clue who Jade Cargill is, but I'm submitting my first laid eyes on her. She is amazing. She reminds me of Storm from um, from X Men. Yeah, she does. She's got a beautiful woman, great physique, great charisma. They're talking about LA Knight, great charisma. She has presence. She yeah, has, thank she you. Commands that presence. But I'm yeah. thinking they said during the match she attacked or said something to Brandy Rhodes in November, and here we are in like March. Like, how long has this been feud been going on? Yeah, this this feud's been going on for quite a bit. And she made her uh, debut. Like, like, what was she, what was she doing for the last four months? No, I mean she's she's been around. Yeah, but uh, no in ring action. This is her debut. True. True. I mean, she looked good in there. So did Red Velvet. She she. I feel like they had good chemistry in there. They, they lit it up. They had a lot of energy. It does give me some hope for the women's division over there. I'll tell you that. Yeah, this wasn't a Shaq-Cody Rhodes match. This was a Shaq-Cody Rhodes thrown in for these two women match. Yeah. I just thought it was hilarious how Shaq was unconscious after that table spot. Unconscious, this man was. But yet, when he got into the ambulance, he had to put his feet up because he couldn't fit. <laughs> and then and then where did he go yeah he opened the ambulance he's gone what was he the undertaker yeah something's coming something's coming oh man stop but you know i, I gotta say I, I feel like this happens quite a bit you hear about an athlete coming in to a wrestling match and you have no you have like so little expectations yeah. you know you know you saw like ronda rousey remember that the, her debut match with her and um her and kurt angle versus triple h Wound up stealing the, stealing the show. Yeah. That was a match of the night. But then you go and back Rod further to uh, Dennis Rodman, Carl Malone, who weren't at. Who weren't, man. But but then, you, you, as you mentioned before, about Pat McAfee, a punter, a former yeah. punter, a retired punter, if we will. Oh, yeah. Uh, His name's been mentioned, too, for uh, like signing with AEW. Yeah, he's not. No, it's not happening. You know, Pat McAfee, I do listen to his show religiously. He said it's not happening. So. Do you believe him, though? I do believe him in this case scenario. Because that, that would be a name that would fit the uh, you're not expecting it line. But Tony Khan says his favorite wrestler. You know, I, Pat McAfee is not necessarily his favorite wrestler. You don't know that. I mean, Pat McAfee was pretty damn good at what he did in there. But I don't necessarily think Pat McAfee wants to do like a full-time wrestling gig. I don't think at least. Yeah, who knows? Pat McAfee is a unique character. He is. He is. I mean, he's got a good thing going on his his podcast. He does, so I, I don't think it was to fuck up with that. Who knows, bro? Who knows? I mean, we're gonna find out soon enough. I did think it was weird for a go home show for a pay per view. There was no champion or the main event contenders at all. Right. I mean, 
someone did defend it because there was a, a post show about leading to the pay-per-view. Yeah, but no one really watches that. I mean, it's a good point. You know, I think that they dropped the ball there. I mean, unless they wanted to put more attention on this possible announcement that's going to that's going to happen, or put more attention on the Shaq match. That was the main uh, event. I mean, that was the first match out. So, like, yeah. Like so the main I, event I was like, but yeah, you, you, you have Moxley versus Omega for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, and what was it? What, what do you call it? Exploding, exploding something match. Barbed wire match. Okay. Barbed wire doesn't explode, first of all. It's wire. It doesn't explode. I might be making that up, but you know what I mean. No, you didn't. You're right. It's, it's, okay, it's a death match. It's a death match. Which you I'm know, not it, a fan of, so I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll pass. Yeah, I'm not really big on those either, but I have to say I'm intrigued to see it on, like, I've never really seen it in this scale before. On, on mainstream wrestling, it'd be in a main event spot. John Moxley even said it's like, if you don't want to see this violent death match stuff, don't watch I'm not going to John. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> There's definitely an audience for that. Uh, there it. Great. Awesome. Good. Enjoy it. It's just not my cup of tea. But I'm assuming this will pull in huge numbers because this is not something we've seen here in America. But mainstream on a pay review or a, a top tier promotion, I hope it comes off well for them. I do too, man. I do too. I, I think they're they're really they're really stacking up the card and. Uh, yeah, they're not messing around, man. They they, they want they want to show everyone, hey, man, we're here to stay. So, um, you know, each and every single time, AEW keeps on raising the bar more and more and more. I, I'm impressed. Not gonna lie. A wise man once said, "Controversy creates cash." Mm-hmm. Fuck that, man. Dakota Kai or Kel Gonzalez should be my tag team champions right now. But fucking Adam Pierce had to come in with a fucking raw referee, and now we're gonna get NXT Women's Championship tag uh, NXT oh, Tag boy. Team Champions. No, no, uh-uh, as Stone Cold would say, we have WWE Women's Tag Team Champions that can defend the titles on all three brands. So why would NXT have their own separate tag team championships? I'm not liking this move either, man. I'm really not. Like, I, mean, I, I, I have no I problem heard- with the move itself, hoping it would lead to something. But it leading to, to NXT getting their own women's tag team champions, I'm not a fan of. No, no, no. I I, I think it it cheapens the whole thing. You know, if they're going to have another women's championship, listen, tag the, 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 the tag team championship in uh, the women's tag team championship in general is hardly defended. Exactly. It, it, it it's not anything really, and that's that goes on all three brands. They're going to have one exclusive to NXT. It just cheapens the whole deal. Yep. Listen, please don't be the please don't be the announcement. Please think of something. If else. you were, we talked about having a mid card belt, and I I think that would be gold. That'd be absolute gold. Have that defended in all three brands, but like this for NXT, it's bush league. Not a fan. So then you have your NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Does that mean that the WWE Tag Team Champions can't be defended on NXT anymore? I guess not. Because that's bullshit. I guess not. It's not like they were really anyway, right? I mean, uh, I had a feeling they wouldn't win, but I thought it would be a screw job, which it was. But I didn't think it would lead to this, man. It's just, uh, This is a huge mistake. Yeah. It's, a, it's... I talked about a couple weeks ago how I felt there was, I think it was 11 championships on the main roster. 
they're gonna throw another one onto NXT. It just lengthens every show. It's just like the last uh, thing they need is another tag team championship when they're not a tag team company. WWE, they're not they, even they, the they, uh, they, SmackDown tag team champion. Uh, not SmackDown, the woman tag team championships have an X on them. So the yeah, they do. What the fuck's NXT? What the NXT women's tag team? Hey, hey, listen, you want to talk about SmackDown champions? I know that was a slip up. But when was the last time Dolph Ziggler and Ro- Ro- Bobby Roode uh, were on TV? A couple years ago, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm digging this tag team. Finally, right. Unity, team name, logo, Unity in their clothing. And then we haven't seen them, what, four weeks, five weeks? And they're the SmackDown <sighs> tag team champions. I'm fucking So it's just another waste of championship. At least, at least if you had a mid-card women's championship, that would be something to talk about. That's something that could be needed. Uh, that you can see defended again, all three brands or whatever. You know, I, I think that would be interesting to see because there are a lot of women out there. There are yep. more single, women single competitors than there are tag teams. Yeah. And I, I think that division could really, really benefit from that. But I don't know, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't see Bobby Lashley destroying Drew McIntyre. I don't see Drew McIntyre destroying Bobby Lashley. So, again, hats off to The Miz for doing a job well done. Don't agree with it. Not a fan of the way he was treated. But if anybody was going to do that job, he was the one to do it. And he did it amazingly. Especially doing three three matches on one night. Miz Bobby Lashley amazing. gave a lot of love to The Miz on the interview. He and did, like, and well-deserved. I think yeah. Miz is awesome. Again, great week of TV. 1,000%. Mark, you're ready? To get in some going thoughts. Absolutely, bro. I'm ready to call it a night. Me too, Mark. Because we're doing a show Friday, March 5th. And now I need to wrap this up because I need to watch the finale of WandaVision. Same, bro. Okay. I mean, I said a couple weeks ago, I feel like I'm watching the show because I feel like I have to. But the last couple weeks, sucked me in. I'm ready to watch what's going on. And I'm trying to avoid spoilers for the last 24 hours. Because there are a lot of people, Ace Andrews. Who watch a show midnight on Thursday evening and uh, he likes to spoil stuff. So, Ace Andrews loves to spoil things, man. He even did it today. I, I was scrolling through my feed, no, I shouldn't do it. And he said a hashtag, blah, 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 a quote from the show. I'm like, all right, that's something that happened in the finale. Thank you, asshole. Yeah, I know. I saw that too. I was like, such a dick. Yeah. But again, I'm whatever, because I'm not a bitch about spoilers. It's my fault for not watching when it came out. If you want to spoil it? Okay, but I'm just gonna at least let me uh, alert me that's going to be a spoiler. But yeah, that's I need to watch the show. It's done finale. Things like almost an hour. Can't wait to watch it. Boom. Great oh, show. This this episode's almost an hour. I think it's like 54 minutes. Ooh. Okay. Cool. 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 Because yeah, there are a lot of questions so far. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. Elizabeth Olsen deserved at least a nomination. By the way, incredible. Great. Great job. Incredible. And who would have thunk when? Um... Catherine Hahn. She's been around for a while, man, Catherine Hahn. But she did that big reveal, and that song that was played hit number one on iTunes soundtrack charts. Did it really? I didn't know that. It did. She I sang mean, it. She was part of it, yeah. Like, this is a great song. I listened to it a couple times. It's such an earworm. I'm like, oh. <laughs> great, unique cast, man. I dig it, man. Yeah, so let's and watch great, it. Let's watch great, the show, Mark. So let's wrap things up. Any gold thoughts beside that? Uh, I just want to say happy birthday to my wife. We're going to be celebrating on Monday. When's your birthday? Monday. So you're coming on this show to wish your wife a happy birthday, yet you didn't say anything to me. What a dick. 
I said happy birthday to you last week. After my birthday. You like you didn't say anything before the show. I texted you that yeah, what? whatever, whatever, bro. Whatever, bro. I texted you happy Clearly birthday. your wife's more important than me. Well, I mean, gosh. <laughs> I mean I I don't know what you, what Any, you uh, anything else, buddy. Uh props to Azrael. I'm going to see him. Right. Uh, well, already played at this point. AEW Dark Saturday, facing Penta. Props to AG uh, Pan, another PCA member getting primetime recognition. I'll, I'll pay respect, man. I got to pay respect a lot to that. I mean, never really agreed much with the Pancor, but uh, the longest yeah, was- reigning BCW champion, I believe, before uh, Darius Carter came around. Yeah, before Darius. Yeah. Azure has been uh, always a phenomenal talent, dude. Always, always hot. Great. His matches are just, no matter what you're doing, if you're not a wrestling fan, not paying attention, somehow you just always get like, oh my God, you get sucked yeah. into watching him. And I got to say, too, like I, um, so before this whole pandemic happened, I I had my first training session in the ring. That's right. Yeah. And, and Azrael was, was one of the guys there, like, show me some things. And uh, great mind, great mind for the business. Yep. And I always knew that beforehand, seeing him work at BCW, and just a genuine person, nice guy, couldn't be happier for him. Seriously. You, then you I, pair I, him up with Penta, <laughs> Mister Zero Mierdo. Where I get on speak Spanish. Listen, man, you put Azrael against anyone, yeah. he's going to steal the show. And I, I really hope this opens some doors from over there. Yeah, uh, it's good ratings from BCW. I don't want to see him in BCW anymore. <laughs> but in all seriousness, man, like uh, great move. Great, Great movie. Yeah, there. can't wait to watch. I don't watch AW Dark, but this one I will. For sure. 1,000%. Again, Mark, uh, Division finale is waiting for me on Disney Plus, so I'm I'm ready to go home. You ready to wrap things up? Yeah, I'm out. Peace. So for Mark Schwann, thank you to Vicious Vicky. Make sure you check our YouTube. Start wrestling No A for the Hollywood Corner name pending on Tuesday. Hollywood's Corner. Yeah, name pending. We're going to change the name. But Vicious Vicky, can't wait to watch that. Tuesdays, what time? 9 a.m. of premieres. And, uh, can't yeah, wait to watch, watch right, it. Check it out. Shout out Wrestling No A on YouTube. So for Mark Schwann, for Vicious Vicky, I've been your host at Mark J. Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Schwann out. Okay, let me edit it out. Hold on. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>